Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. So, welcome to the most must-see WWE talk show in history. Welcome to... No gimmicks needed. Retro. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. And everybody say, I remember way back. March 31st, 1985. A night where one man's vision gave rise to a worldwide phenomenon. Welcome to WrestleMania! Hulk presented the belt and raised the hand of the warrior. Listen to the ovation! Everybody behind us in the whole league's area. The boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. It has been called an underrated gem, but it also has been called the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Now, we know WrestleMania X7 was to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time, but to me, I do agree with that, but something about WrestleMania 19 does it for me. I'm your host, Mr. A&E, back with another Retro Reviews with my special guest today on this review, Primetime. Not Deion Sanders, but Primetime. What's going on there, everybody? He requested, he said, I want to be a part of this WrestleMania. I'm guessing he got something to say. But to me, like I said, if you guys see my WrestleMania 17 review, I said, I look at WrestleMania 17 as the Thriller album, but I look at WrestleMania 19 as the Bad album. Where Thriller is the best-selling album, it's the most popular, but Bad had six number one singles on the album. Thriller ain't do that. Thriller had about maybe five to six top ten, top twenty hits, mostly top ten hits, but not. But Bad had six number one. So on paper, by charts, Bad was the better album, but. Still, it gets more praise. That's how I look at WrestleMania 17 and 19. Primetime, how do you feel about WrestleMania 19? Yo, even though it's underrated, this is one of my favorite WrestleManias. I wouldn't say by far. One of my favorite. It's, it's ahead by quite, you know, a little a little margin. I don't know for some reason, it just, it just holds a special place to me. 
I agree with that. I agree with that. But you know what? Let's get let's get into this because first off, Ashanti sings "America the Beautiful." For those who don't know Ashanti, remember that Christmas song? It's Christmas time again. Let's hear the sleigh bells jingle. Yeah, she can't sing. Neither can I. So, Ashanti opens it. We're in Seattle, Washington, which is kind of like that long, dome-looking building is scary to me. Why? It's just, huh? Why is it scary to you? I don't like high buildings at the 9-11. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's nothing to laugh at, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's like a skinny shaft, which is basically elevators to go all the way up to the top to this arena area and the amusement park they have up there. So it kind of looks like it's half inside, half outside. So it's a very unique scene for WrestleMania 19. But why don't we just get started in the card, which we have the opening match. We have Matt Hardy. Version one, by the way, with Shannon Moore versus Rey Mysterio. This is Rey Mysterio's debut at WrestleMania. He just came in 2002. And this is Matt Hardy's singles run at WrestleMania as Matt Hardy version one, which is probably one of the better Matt Hardys since uh, before he became broken. So this, yeah. is, for, this is for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, as Matt Hardy comes out, it talks about the Matt Hardy facts and he just strongly dislikes mustard. So, so uh, Wait, pre- this, okay. Have you seen the one where every, I don't know if it was a Smack? I think it was a SmackDown, and it was like uh, Matt Hardy is like uh, a few inches taller than his opponent tonight. Like just talking out Mysterio. Yeah, I see something like that. Well, it wasn't at this WrestleMania card, but I, did, I know what you're talking about. But um, so they have a nice fast, fast-paced, easy-going match. Of course, Shannon Moore tries to get involved as usual. Uh, per the use for Shannon Moore back when Shannon Moore was, you know, Matt Hardy's lackey. And then, um, uh, what happened? Uh, Ray Mysterio tries to go for the 619, but Miss and Hardy gets the roll up and uses the ring ropes for leverage and pins Ray Mysterio. And there you have Say what? Good heel. Yes, good heel. Matt Hardy gets his first WrestleMania win at WrestleMania. So. Yeah, I- this match was actually uh, this match was it wasn't good it was okay to me just cause uh, you know I, I don't know how you feel about how do you feel about the way that Rey Mysterio and uh, Matt Hardy worked together I enjoyed it because first of all I, now Matt in the Cruiserweight division I kind of did not like but uh, I, yeah I, me too yeah, I, I, want, I, I, I'd rather have him be in the lower uh, in the mid-car instead of being in the cruiserweight. Exactly, yeah. Rey Mysterio is more of a cruiserweight, and Matt Hardy, he did good, but he did not really work that, that uh, pace. Like I, did, uh, huh? I know, I know uh, Matt Hardy in the cruiserweight division, I, I went up here to some more on the X division, but uh, he's like, what's a person in the X division that's, that don't deserve, that don't need to be there? Kenny King. Well, well Kenny King can do, he can, well, okay, well. Maybe. Kenny King is too heavy and too big to be in the X Division. Can he do spectacular moves? Uh, absolutely, but so can a lot yeah, of people. That's, that's, that's why he's in the X Division, though. That's, that's why Samoa Joe's in the X Division. Like, yo, you, you, like, 
I, I, I know Matt Hardy can do stuff, but not like, you know, not like that. I mean, when he was a Hardy boy, he was more doing cruiserweight type stuff. But since he got, you know, growing growing older, and uh, I think you know it's time for him to be in that mid card championship level. But I, I enjoyed the match for an opener. They, I wish he had a little bit more time, but it was an opener, so it was pretty good. Yeah. So there was a storyline that Undertaker was supposed to take this rookie under his wing from Australia. Oh, yeah. What was his name again? Nathan Jones. Yeah. <laughs> that dude. This dude is greener than a, in, than a green crown in the Crayola box. <laughs> this man is green and poison. I'm just saying, he was green. He could he, be, he he was so green, he couldn't even walk right. Yo, like, I got one, like, the day before the PvP, that was like, uh... It's like, uh, yeah, about the pay-per-view, yeah. you're fired. Because it was supposed to be an original a tag match. And it was just like, Undertaker's like, no, man, this, this, this ball too green. So they had to do an angle where they attacked him on Sunday Night Heat. And he was not able to participate. So we got a handicap match between The Undertaker versus Big Show and A-Train. Now, everybody was like, Albert. Oh, my man. Yep. So everybody was like, oh, my God, The Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak is in jeopardy because this is a handicap match. And as you expect... It's a handicap match against Big Show and A-Train. Exactly. A-Train <laughs> takes most of the heat for this match, but they do get the advantage. But late into the match, Nathan Jones comes out uh, with his track pants on. Big Show tries to attack him. He does do an impressive spin kick. That's all he was good to do. And then he gives a big boot to uh, A-Train. And then A-Train gets a Tombstone Power Driver. And he gets takes the pin. So the Undertaker remains undefeated at WrestleMania. And waves the flag. And this is what Undertaker was doing at WrestleMania at this time as American Badass. And this is the last WrestleMania we were going to see this American Badass um, gimmick. So, Primetime, your thoughts? This is... Okay, out of, out of the card, this is one of the matches I didn't like. Okay. Uh, I like the least. I say I like the least. Uh, maybe just I don't know. Big Show. Something about Big Show and and Taker when they work together just don't cook me. It doesn't. And then especially when you add out uh, A Train in the mix, it definitely don't hurt me. But hey, hey, that, that's that. You know, that's one bad thing about a good thing. Yeah, Undertaker goes on to win um, the match. Next up, we have a triple threat for the Women's Championship. Trish Stratus versus Victoria with Steven Richards. Victoria's the champion, by the way. I, I hated that gimmick. And Oh, when she was crazy? Mm. I love that I gimmick. Hated, I hated that gimmick, and I hated the one where she was dancing. Okay, I hate the dancing one. I hate the dancing one. But I, I appreciate when she was crazy and, and looking on everybody's face. I'm cool with that. Of course you are. <laughs> Give me something to turn me the fuck on. You know what I'm saying? So, and Jazz. Uh, nice triple threat match here. Victoria, nice uh, slingshot over the ropes into a leg drop. These women have chemistry. The only problem that they did not have was time. Yeah. 
Huh? I said it always seems short. Even even when I rewatch it, it always seems short. Yeah. And then uh, Victoria's going for the Widow's Peak. Trish Stratus wiggles her way out of it. Hits a chick kick. Knocks Victoria out. One, two, three. Trish Stratus wins the Women's Championship. And uh, she's supporting some nice Canadian attire. Where was this last year? <laughs> just, just, just asking. I mean, she had, I think she had Canadian attire on last year, too. But uh, your thoughts on the Women's Super Threat, man? As in last year or WrestleMania 18? As in 18. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. But um, your thoughts on Triple Threat Match? Yeah, the Triple Threat Match was nice. It ain't get that much time, but, you know, it was nice. Jazz is dominant. <laughs> I miss Jazz. Yeah. Jazz is before her time. Jazz, Jazz was dominant. I think <laughs> what they did, like, they had Bell Phoenix take Jazz's place as, like, the dominant alpha female. Give me Jazz versus Ember Moon. Ooh. Or okay. if you want, if, if, if you want to put some muscular chicks in there, give me China. Give me Beth Phoenix. Give me Natalia. Give me Jazz. Give me Jacqueline. Okay, that's just too much muscle. Right yeah, there. That's, that's it. a lot of muscle. Ultimate right. muscle. Yeah. All right, but um. So is so by muscle you mean big girls or just muscle girls? I mean, the muscle girls that are athletes that like that that are clearly cut, but they they can move okay. like a Caitlyn. Okay. She's obviously you know more muscular because she you know same thing with Beth Phoenix, but you know they, they can move. They weren't Nicole Bass or China. Okay. And even I'm just, I'm just putting that in. Yeah, and uh, even even though China at towards uh, towards later she can sell a little bit better, but um, at first she was stiff as a rock. You talking about her face or her? Oh, sell it. Shit, go both. <laughs> go both. <laughs> Speaking of triple threats, the triple threats just don't stop. The triple threats don't just don't stop. We get a uh, triple threat for the WWE Tag Team Championships because the Raw Tag Team Champions were defending on Sunday Night Heat. So we get Team Angle, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, one of the greatest teams ever. Or, you know, their name is the World's Greatest Tag Team. I'm just saying, as long as y'all know. Versus the Los Guerreros, Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero, and Chris, the team of Chris and Rhino. So, uh, I, I felt as though that this was... I still don't know why they was a team, though. Say what? I still don't know why they was a team, though. I don't know why neither, but, uh... This was a uh, basically a big action-packed match. At this time, I was kind of spoiled. Like, I want a ladder match. When you got all these teams, give me a ladder match. But you know what? With the time that was given, they showed me that you didn't need a ladder to have a decent match. And they had a decent match. Ryan delivers a gore on Chavo, but Benjamin tags himself into the match and pinch Chavo to win the match. And he tosses out Rhino to steal the win. And Team Angle win. They actually retain their tag team championships. Now, mm-hmm. your thoughts on this match? They barely even got ten minutes to do anything in this match. But your thoughts on it? Yo, I like I like these spots in the match. Uh, like um, Alvin, I said Alvin, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. They chemistry is good with each other, especially when they do that that leapfrog move. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, world's greatest tag team. That leapfrog move is something serious. But, uh, 
I like Eddie and Chavo too. You know, they well, Eddie Chavo is not really one of my favorites, as in uh, you know, tag teams, but you know What? They, that's SmackDown Six right there. As in tag teams? Yes, that's SmackDown Six. You remember the SmackDown Six? Yeah. They can get the job done. I ain't saying they can't get the job done. I'm just saying my perspective in my personal opinion, they just I don't know. It's just something about Chavo that that just don't get me. I'm about to say it's all about Chavo everywhere. That doesn't he Ch- Chavo not, knows he's he's always Eddie. gonna be an Eddie Shadow, dead or alive. It's not Eddie. It's Chavo. It's something about Chavo that I just can't get. Nobody has ever been sold on Chavito, or even when he was a single star. No, no, Chavo Guerrero, even today in Lucha Underground, is still an Eddie Guerrero shadow. Mm-hmm. He will never be Chavo Guerrero. He will always be then, uh, Eddie Guerrero's nephew. So. And then you had, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, Nancy's husband in this match too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So moving on, it's time for those the big matches. We get five A plus matches back to back to back to back to back. This is what makes this WrestleMania pretty damn good because. When we started off the first half of the card, there were solid undercard matches. We had a solid opener, solid triple threat match. Didn't get enough time. A solid tag team match. You know, we got solid matches. You agree, right? I'm not saying they they, they weren't the greatest. I agree. They weren't solid. They were just solid. But this is when we get A plus all the way through, in my opinion. And to start off with the A plus, ridiculously good. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, my third favorite wrestler of all time, versus Chris Jericho. My second favorite wrestler of all time. The story behind this is Shawn Michaels has come back after doing that match with Triple H. And he, and then finally he said Vince gave him a title run to boost his confidence. And Chris Jericho said, well, you know what? He was on a highlight reel and he wants a piece of Shawn Michaels. And I'm like, Okay. Just imagine if they would have did that highlight, highlight real spot then instead of doing it later. Exactly. And he was like, I try to be like Shawn Michaels, but you know what? I can prove that I'm better than Shawn Michaels. And this was Shawn Michaels coming out and saying, hey, if we can have a match, if I can trust you to have a match, then, hey, you know, let's let's go do this. So, excuse me. Um, we So, the match starts and... Shawn Michaels, you know, comes out in his uh, tights with that uh, exploding... Was it a t-shirt gun he had or the confetti gun, was it? Confetti. Confetti gun, okay. And then one of them didn't work. <laughs> yeah, one of them did not work. And then uh, Chris Jericho it comes out, does the you know, typical heel stuff. This was a damn good match. These uh, guys, Shawn showed that he still had it. I enjoyed the walls of Jericho spot on the outside of the ring. Uh, Yo, I did like like all the outside spots that they did. I liked all of them because you know they were outside for a little minute. Now you can't even lie. Oh yeah, exactly. The referee Ben, you know, botched that ten count. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know he, he, you know he he tried. He was like nine. Yes, Michaels. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, also, you know that like I said, the feud grew also when. Jericho played Michaels. Michael says, "If you want to be the man, start the world by number one." And 
obviously he tricked him with Christian coming out and then eliminating Shawn Michaels early. Shawn comes back to eliminate Jericho. That's how we get the initial shot for the WrestleMania match between them. Okay, is that like how every uh, it's like one match every year has something to do with the Royal Rumble? Somebody eliminating each other? Yeah, it's mostly Shawn Michaels and that shit neither, because it, it happened three years in a row. Three years, in, yes, three years in a row. Two thousand three, or no, not two thousand four. Well, you, you know, if you want to count the match, yeah, two thousand three. He two thousand four was the one with Goldberg when he got eliminated by Brock Lesnar. No, 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 that's not it. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, but the 2003, Sean gets eliminated by Jericho because he gets blindsided. He comes back and eliminates Jericho. 2004, him and Triple H had that last man standing match, and they both get a double count out, so he wants his revenge on that one. 2005, he eliminates Kurt Angle very, very quickly, and Kurt Angle comes back and eliminates him and puts him on an ankle lock on the steel steps. 2006, he uh, comes to the Royal Rumble. Shane comes out and eliminates him, which causes the match between him and Vince McMahon. So it's just like, damn, Sean, it's you in the Royal Rumble that you start all these robberies in the Royal Rumble. Maybe Sean should just be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> like I said, the match is good. Shawn Michaels is going for a sweet chin music, and then Chris Jericho turns into a Walsh Jericho. Nice spot that was right there. He finally escapes it, and then uh, instead of going for sweet chin music, uh, Jericho tries to attempt a suplex, and Michaels rolls him up with a successful pinfall victory. I was shocked that they was gonna go this way, so Jericho doesn't look weak by getting a sweet chin music, and Shawn doesn't tap. So I thought this was actually pretty. Huh? What did you think about the sweet chimneys that Jericho hit on Michaels? It was alright. It was alright. You know, it, 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 was, it, it wasn't showing like. You said what? It wasn't showing like, but you know what? It's passable. Yeah, it wasn't showing like, but it, it was still good. Yeah, it, it was passable, and so it was a great match. The two hug afterwards, and Jericho continued getting his heel heat, kicks Michaels in the balls, and throws him down to the mat. Hey, Mike. When Michael sell sold after that kick, it's like it was like his legs is going like he kicked him for real. He's like, oh, <laughs> and then so that was that match. Your thoughts on the match? Yeah, I get this match an A plus plus if I could, but uh, like this match to me when I was growing up was like because you know that DVD, the uh, WrestleMania Legends. Yeah. This match was like the greatest match on there. Yeah, well, it, things with Mr. WrestleMania on there usually are. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, I like Jericho mocking HPK's moves and all the above. So, all that stuff was great. Now we're going to move on to... Oh, wait, hold on. I think... Don't quote me. Don't quote me. I think at, after this match, we get a little break. Because we got, because they dubbed this... Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. They dubbed is this, this wrestling. Huh? Say what? Is this the part you talking about with John Cena? No, John Cena was oh. on Heat. John Cena was on Heat when he was rapping with the Cardboard Cutter of Fabulous and Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and he was supposed to be on the show actually. Battle rap, uh, actual both of them, which would have been fucking hot. But Fabulous dummy want to get in trouble, and you know, I couldn't find Jay Z. So, I mean, it, it it don't do no, it don't bring no merit now because John Cena's older and doesn't do that gimmick no more. But back then. If John Cena could have hanged with them too, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. But uh, 
we get, since they dubbed this as the four main event matches, there was four main event matches, even though this Sean and eight, uh, Sean and Jericho won, I thought it was a main event in itself, but they dubbed the WrestleMania four main events. So before we get into the four main events, we have a fatal four-way pillow fight with Stacey oh, oh, Keebler <laughs> and Tori Wilson and the Miller Lite or the Bud Light, whatever fucking beer girls. And this shit was hey. terrible. Hey, Dante Coach, man, <laughs> was so funny in this. Like, they just started beating him up for no reason. Yeah, and started pants him and shit like that. I was just like, see, we couldn't have the tag team championships on um, the main show because we had to make room for this shit. This is the stuff <laughs> I'm talking about. That's what it, that's what they did back then. San Diego WrestleMania like twenty two and stuff. You can take out these damn pillow fights and all. Y'all just want to see men, you know, you know, uh, beat on their mans because women out here looking hot doing pillow fight. That was a wasted segment. It was though. That's not what you know. That that's not my WrestleMania. <laughs> but now it's hey, time for the first the huh? WrestleMania moments. So. Hey. You talk about WrestleMania moments, and yet I have yet to see that on any of the countdowns. Hey, I'm talking about Coach got his WrestleMania moment with the with the, the pillow fight. I... Hey, Coach don't care. Coach was in there with them. He ain't care. And to be honest, I wouldn't have cared neither. But you know, so now we get the first of our four main event matches. Controversial, but let's dig into it. Triple H, who is the World Heavyweight Champion with Ric Flair versus Booker T. Now, the story going up into this is now Booker T has just got out the tag team with Goldust. And The Rock comes back and says, you know what? I want another shot at the title. Triple H won the title. Back from Shawn Michaels and Three Stages of Hell and took care of the whole Scott Steiner feud. Now it's time for something better. Booker T. They had a battle royal on Raw because SmackDown won the Royal Rumble and Booker T ends up winning the battle royal by last eliminating The Rock. And then we get Triple H who goes into this racial angle, quote unquote, about Booker T saying people like you do not deserve to be champion like me. You deserve all you're supposed to do is to carry my bags and make me laugh. Damn. Yeah, that that was a uh, ooh, that was a uh, Yeah, that was kind of deep right there and also they kept showing Booker T's past of him being in jail and his retribution and him coming to the top and Triple H later said in the interview that he was not meant for it to be any racial. He was talking to him talking to him about as a WCW guy. Yeah. He should have said that. He he really could have he should have said that. He's saying, you know, guys from companies like that don't deserve to come over here and things like that. No, it was clearly illustrating that yes, people like you, your he come on, you talk about WCW guys, you talk about your hair. Are you serious? Obviously, you and Triple H have two different kinds of texture of hair, so we already know. And then Ric Flair chiming in, and I was just like, okay, there were times where it kind of got kind of uncomfortable. 
And there was also times where it was like, okay, you're, t- you're down talking Booker T. And Booker T is trying to get the upper hand on Triple H, and he does a couple moments b- before WrestleMania. But Booker T never got a chance to say anything. He was just shown there just taking the shit as on the chin that Triple H was saying to him, and he never responded to him on the mic or anything. And yeah, that's what I had a problem with. But no, Booker would have responded. He would have been using, you know, he would words yeah. would have stepped out uh, like Hulk Hogan. Uh, I'm calling for you, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> that would have happened. But um, I if you want more details about this storyline, make sure you check out what's best for business coming next week, where I do take a extensive look at the Triple H Booker T storyline from WrestleMania 19, and was it truly best for business for? you know what happens after we talk about the results. But, we have Triple H versus Booker T. And, despite all the racial stereotyping that the storyline progressed, this was a damn good match. Until the ending. Because, Triple H, I mean, Booker T was pulling out, a, he pulled out a Houston hangover. And he landed it. And, crowd really thought that he was going hey, to win the, the championship. Crowd crazy. It was like, oh my god, that's a Houston hangover. And he can he nailed it. Because Booker T is damn good at what he does. And he we really felt Booker he was like, oh my God. Triple H is gonna really gonna lose this joint. He ain't doing Houston hangover since early WCW. Hit bookends and hitting scissors kick, but then Triple H hits one sloppy pedigree. And rolls all the way to the other side of the ring. And as Booker T because he hurts his knee in the match and Triple H is working on the knee. Triple H crawls, and he crawls, and he crawls, and literally, 30 seconds pass, and maybe you even sure, more. Sure, what, longer than 30? I think it was longer than 30 seconds. I'm trying to be the benefit of doubt here. Twitch comes over, covers Booker T. Now, usually, in Wrestling 101, when you hit a finisher, and it takes you that long to cover him, even with just a one hand over the chest... You didn't even hook the leg or nothing. One, two, everybody thinking Booker T's going to kick out. But, oh, Booker T kicked out. It's Booker T's time. Three. And the crowd just went, what? Yeah, the crowd was big on Booker T back then, too. Yeah, and it was just like, what? You mean telling too much of sloppy pedigree on Booker T takes about thirty to forty-five seconds to go over there and cover him. He only gets an arm over, and Booker T can't kick out. I don't care what anybody has said. This was the berry, all right here, and I'm saying this right now. Now, now, usually there are a lot of times I come to the aid of Triple H. I do see him as a barrel machine, but there's only two people. In my opinion, that Triple H truly buried, and those people are Booker T mm-hmm. and Chris Jericho. Oh, he just <laughs> everybody yeah. now. Every now and then, I may agree with some people on RVD, but it was I was leaning yeah, between either. No, R- no, no, RVD was too. Yeah, uh, uh, no, RVD was buried, but the reason why I'm saying that, like I said, there that's a topic for another day, but. He didn't have what Chris Jericho and Booker T had. RVD had the ring skills, but he didn't have the charisma like Booker T and Chris Jericho do. All right, I 
that. Yeah, so that's why I don't really put RVD as high up as I do with Chris Jericho and Booker T. In my personal opinion, Chris Jericho and Booker T got it the worst from Triple H. And that wasn't right because even the rematch at Backlash, which was even, he didn't even get his rematch. I mean, I say that he deserved one, but I'm just saying it went to absolute shit. So, but anyway, prime time. Your minus to finish. Your thoughts on the actual match? The actual match was good. Like Booker T put out all the stops. You know, the scissors kick, the Houston hangover. Even the Spinner Rooney. Well, you know. Yeah, WrestleMania size Spinner Rooney. He pulled out all the stops, and it was like, you know, he might actually win this. And then, you know, pedigree. It's like <laughs> pedigree, and that was it. Yes, home, guy. I agree. Booker T is a very humble guy because in his book, he doesn't talk too much about it. And he, he congratulates Triple H and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I, I get it. I appreciate you, but you know. Sir, you know. But we're not going to dwell on that because, like I said, if y'all want to hear more about that, we can talk about it and what's, you can watch What's Best for Business. I know Primetime will be ready to check in on that also. So. We, <laughs> so we get 20 years in the fucking making. We get Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan in a street fight. And I'm saying this right now. This was probably one of Vince McMahon's next to Shawn Michaels' best matches in his whole career. Yo, can we just acknowledge the fact that both of them are like past their 50s in this match? Yes, they are both past their prime and they can still have a fucking good match. And this is 20 years in the making. They, they tried to bring in the steroid use and Hogan comes back for the NWO. He comes back and where he, he got the uh, white and... I mean, the, the red and yellow and back, and Vince is not liking that and, and not having that. He screwed him over against The Rock. So, we got our match here. And I'll be damned if this match was not good with Vince McMahon dominating the majority of the match, busting up Hulk Hogan. Hey, yo, that leg job was, <laughs> was serious. He, Vince McMahon goes up, and he gets a ladder and puts Hogan on the announce table and he does the Hogan leg drop from the top of the ladder. And it looks so terrible when somebody who really can't wrestle does the leg drop. Vince just is like, sits, does a city position kind of on the way down. And he just happens to catch Hogan across the neck. So he does it, it that. It did look terrible. It was so serious. Exactly. He rolls Hogan to the ring. And then Vince Man with a sadistic bloody face does a creep up from the ring and it's one of the most iconic creep ups that looks so scary from the ring when Vince McMahon creeps up from the ring yeah uh, you talking about the one when he, 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 he got that little face and he got the smile yeah oh my yeah. god that is so creepy and he's about to go to town on Hulk Hogan with this pipe and then all of a sudden Hogan uh, retaliates and does his Hulk up but then we get Roddy Piper that comes in <laughs> And Roddy Piper comes in, and everybody was surprised that he came in because he had that controversial interview with uh, HBO. But Vince brought him in, and he attacks Hogan with the pipe, and Vince goes for the cover, and Hogan still kicks out. But then Hogan does his infamous Hulk up, big boot, leg drop, one, two, three, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, or Hulk Hogan, how you want to call it, 
beats Vince McMahon in a convincing, brutal street fight. Yeah, I feel like this match is like Vince been wanting to do that all along. He been wanting to just, you know, have a have a street fight, just do whatever he want to do. Exactly. I, I agree that that's what happened, and Vince had to do it with somebody who can move at his pace. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, so this match was really good. Your your, your thoughts? Yeah, I like this match. Um, the only thing I probably say I didn't like is like out of the whole match, Hulk Hogan hit the leg drop and the big boot. Technically, that's what put Vince away. Oh, the people that take that fucking leg drop, I know they got <laughs> you got to pay me some money to take that damn shit. Well, Vince, Vince, Vince didn't care. Vince, at the end of the day, Vince got money in the bank, so he ain't care. He damn sure did. And speaking of rivalries that have to, uh, that are being recumulated, part three of the Austin Rock saga: The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in round what? three. What? Yes, and The Rock says, you know what The Rock hasn't done? The Rock hasn't beat that ball, hit a double stunning candy ass at WrestleMania. I will say, the uh, from what I've seen, the SmackDowns and the Raws and the, um, not the dark matches, but what do you call them at, when they off the air? I guess you call it. Dark matches. Well, the videos that they show off the air with, with uh, Stone Cold and The Rock just talking, it was like, the whole feud was entertaining. Yes, the whole the whole feud uh, was very intended. It actually, I thought this was their second best one out their series. Yes, yes. Of, of WrestleMania, uh, I thought fifteen is the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifteen I think was not, was not the strongest between the two men, but seventeen was the best, and this one was the second best because it goes people flip flop between that. And uh, well, okay, the, the only reason people might say this one is. Um, Better maybe because the ending, because the ending actually ended with a move instead of uh you know some chair shots. It probably was, and it, it, it probably that emotional connection to it too. Yeah. So he just he just turned on him. Yeah, Stone Cold has on his vest OMR for one more round. So it's his note that it's gonna be his last match, and they made an entertaining whatever. And this was the Rock where he was the best out of his his career. The Rock is being working, being a good heel. Puts on Austin's vest. Does the, oh that, that that part is like one of my favorite parts of the match, and one of the most iconic parts of the match. Yes, The Rock puts on Austin's vest since they're trying to do the people's it's elbow in the water. vest, <laughs> and then Austin is doing a loose ass press and whooping The Rock's ass in his vest. Does the Stone Cold a uh, uh, The Rock delivers a Stone Cold stunner. The rock first of all, the, when the rock when the rock first got it, he got water spitting it in his face and everything. Yeah. And the, the funny thing about the whole thing is Jerry Lawler on commentary. Yes. Jerry Lawler talking so much trash. Jerry Lawler and is then, the man. I like Jerry Lawler back in the day, man. After the Luther's press, <laughs> Jerry Lawler was like, "Take it off. It's only been bad for you." Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's bad luck. Rock's bad luck. Yeah. So. I like that, but then The Rock performs not one, not two, but three rock bottoms on Stone Cold Steve Austin, and it looked like every rock bottom The Rock hit, it looked like it legitimately hurt Stone Cold. Yeah, Stone Cold was like, dang, I'm getting too old for these bumps. (laughs) He he took the first one, it was like regular, then the second one, he was just like, oh, he curled up, and then... 
The Rock hit him with a third one, and then The Rock pinned him no, one. The third one looked like he did it with force, though. Yeah, he said, eat this shit, man. And The Rock pins Austin one, two, three, for The Rock to finally beat Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania, even though the record does not matter because Austin is still up 2-1. But The Rock got Rock will goes out on top because if you're going out, you go out on your back and Austin went out on his back, The Rock whispered something to him and said, thank you for all the, the robbery, thank you for all the everything that you have done. I'm going to leave the ring for you by yourself. And Austin's standing there in the ring. He gets a nice hero salute, gets his beer, and go right, rides off into the sunset. Your thoughts on the yeah, match? Well, okay, would you you like this? Go? Would you have liked him to go out like this? Or, you know, with a Brock Lesnar rivalry? Since he, he didn't want to put him over. I'd rather... I think Austin went out great the way he did. Because you, you go out on his... great. Austin's second greatest rivalry is with The Rock. Yeah. His What's his first? Stone Cold? Oh, Vince, Vince man. Vince, yeah. Th- that's Austin's greatest rivalry, but when it comes to a- an actual wrestler, his greatest rivalry was with The Rock. Yeah. And the way that Stone Cold and The Rock had excellent... Man- this is the... F- Nobody has yet to headline three different WrestleManias every other year in the main event. People may say this is not the last match because they was debating if it should be the last match, but they were the second to the last match and the last match for the last two. Nobody has ever done that before. Let's see. Who's even close? Who who faced each other at... I don't think nobody faced each other. Nobody faced... The only person that... The only people that came close was The Rock and John Cena because they were were all in the main events for three years in a row, but they only had two matches. And then, yeah... But the thing is that The Rock and John Cena's matches underperformed compared to Austin's and Rock's because even WrestleMania 15 was all right, but it wasn't that great. The second one was really good, but the finish was kind of like, damn. And But the third one was good, and it had a great finish to it and a great send-off. So they were just wonderful in this, and I, I, I appreciate you know everything they gave. But back in the day when you know they actually cared about who won the fucking Royal Rumble, and who goes into the main event, and that is Brock Lesnar. By the way, at this time, Brock Lesnar's a face. Can y'all believe that? No, I, I like face. Well, I mean, he was a face last year, so. We got Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. Stephanie McMahon said, had Angle been counted out or disqualified, he would have lost the title. Why do you say? Well, since Angle beat Chris Benoit at uh, Royal Rumble and Lesnar has uh, eliminated the Undertaker to win the Royal Rumble. He won a title match in a steel cage match and against Kurt Angle. So Kurt Angle was in the corner doing his little prayer, and Brock Lesnar attacks the shit out of Kurt Angle. But what people don't know is that Kurt switched with his brother Eric Angle. So as Brock Lesnar going to pin, and he's like, the it, "It looks weird." And he was just like, "Wait a minute, this ain't Kurt Angle. This Eric. then then the real Kurt Angle." comes back and rolls him up and beats Brock Lesnar. And that's what Stephanie makes the call that Team Mango is not uh is banned from the ring and you can't do any type of disqualification uh disqualification or cheating or you will lose your championship. And I'll be damned if it didn't work out better that way because this was a damn good match. Yeah. This was 
a dango I, match. I, I, I can honestly say this is one of my favorite feuds in uh in wrestling. Yes. Uh did, did this especially is the funny the funny feuds, the funny moments in the feud. Exactly. This is back when Brock Lesnar was not doing Suplex City. He was actually wrestling. Yeah, he was actually wrestling. He actually had a he actually had a character instead of just, you know, sitting there doing his taunts. Uh-huh. He actually, he actually talked and he actually, you know, had a character. Exactly. He uh Kurt Angle nice spot. He blocks a shoulder block and German suplexes Brock Lesnar into the turnbuckle. I ain't never seen that before. That was nice. You know, this, this all the, a lot of these spots was nice, but you know, obviously, the most iconic of the match. The most iconic is Angle is down, and originally they have told Lesnar to, to make WrestleMania special. Why don't you end it on a shooting star press? Now he has packed practice it on a crash pad, and he has nailed it. But since him being exhausted and Kurt Angle being extremely far away, yo, yo, why didn't he just go to the other side, like? I don't know what Lesnar was thinking, but he, I mean, first of all, he got a good leap. Like, Lesnar jumped out the dance. He was high up in the air, and then he crunched himself and tried to flip over. But the thing was, Lesnar overshot himself, and he was short and landed right on his head. And it caused Lesnar a concussion. By the way, Kurt Angle is wrestling with, with broken freaking neck problems, okay? And yo, I do like how he was able to keep going during the uh during the match though. Yes, he had a concussion. His face was obviously red. Kurt Angle tried to cover Lesnar, but Lesnar kicks out, and then Angle is um he gets the Undertaker treatment from WrestleMania 30 and gets hit with three F fives. And after the third F five, Kurt Angle gets pinned by Lesnar, and he wins the WWE title. And Angle, to everybody's surprise, shakes Brock Lesnar's hand. Gives him a hug and raises his hand at WrestleMania 19 and closes the show. And now that's what WrestleMania is about. Your thoughts on this match? Yo, this match was amazing. I get this one. Uh, I already gave it, you know, an A plus plus. But uh, no, this one I like the, you know, I like the Germans. I like Angle giving out them Germans. I like Brock giving out them uh suplexes. I didn't wait. They weren't. They weren't uh. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, like, yeah, no, no. He, he he did a couple of Germans. He did a couple of belly to bellies. Belly to bellies. Don't belly to bellies on uh on angle. Those those serious ones. Yeah. Yeah, he he could do. Back then, he he wasn't in a suplex city like he is now. Exactly. But it it was it was great to see. It was a great moment. Angle hoisting it up over Lesnar. These guys are both phenomenal athletes, and that was uh absolute. Great main event. WrestleMania 19, what is your final grade? Uh, For me, since it's special to me, I give it an A. Or a B plus. No, f- for me, WrestleMania 19 was an A, and it teeters on the A plus. Like, the show overall is an A, but if I just count the second half of that show from Michaels on down, that's an A plus. Okay, the second, look, from the second half on down, starting from, okay, the, the world's greatest tag team match on down, I'll say that's an A+. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm putting the A range. Like I said, it, I keep battling between this one and WrestleMania 17 as which one is my favorites because WrestleMania, in my feeling, WrestleMania 17 had something for all kinds of fans. If you like wrestling, like pure wrestling, they had that. If you like entertaining storylines, they had that. If you like seeing the old school, they had that. If you like seeing gimmick-style matches and hardcore-based matches, they had that. So they had something for everybody which i thought was really really cool but wrestlemania 19 was more so like we're gonna go out here give y'all good stories give y'all pure wrestling because there was no gimmick match on the card other than the street fight other than other than the street fight which worked with hogan and mcmahon that's all it needed and i thought that it made a very damn good wrestlemania so guys make sure you post down the comments below how did you guys like wrestlemania 19 and also Remember, hit the subscribe button. WrestleMania's every day leading up to WrestleMania 33. We got a couple more WrestleMania's to go. We, we, right now, we're going into where it all begins again. WrestleMania 20. Can you just believe it? Like last week, I was on WrestleMania 10. Now, we about to be on WrestleMania 20 where primetime comes back and we talk about where it all begins again. So, once again, guys, this is NC in the place to be. Channel with Troy Mustaine D. And not Deion Sanders, but Primetime. Ooh, all right. This ain't this back in that time. So, what, yeah. what, what's something I can be from back in that time? Uh, well, here comes the pain. <laughs> oh, Taz. Yeah, or, well, uh, here comes the pain. Yeah, or JR. What, what does JR say when Undertaker comes out? Um, I don't know. He, 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 like, you know, he got a family, damn it. Man, you watch your family, Shane. Yeah. Vince, don't do it. Don't do it, Vince. Mm-hmm. So, some of that, some of that nature. But, yes. Uh, or you could say, can you dig it? Suck up. But, <laughs> but once again, like I said, guys, keep it retro. Do not forget about the old school because old school is where it's at. And remember, stay tuned with us, and we're going to come back and give you WrestleMania 20. Time to take a listen. Swag on zero A and E. It's the coalition. We talking comics, both Marvel and DC. The factory at Vids and the WWE. Anime too. What a surprise! If you digging what I'm saying, go and like and subscribe. It's the coalition. The nerd coalition. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. (laughs) 